You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. I turned 25 this year, y'all. <laughs> For the 15th time? Yep. Dead ass, baby. Dead ass. I can't wait to welcome you to the 4040 Club. It's Liddy over here. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm Deval. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Dead ass starts right now. Story time. Uh-huh. This story will take y'all back to August 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm playing scout team quarterback for Jackson's football <laughs> oh team. Oh my God. These little kids start talking shit. So I automatically go into competitive dad mode. <laughs> Getting outside. I tell the offensive line, don't even block the edge rushes. I'm gonna get outside of them. So they don't block the edge rushers. I got on my Air Maxes mm. on the turf. It's mm. a little slippery. Mm. I don't care because I'm in competition mode. Mm. Snap comes. Wide 80. Wide 80. <laughs> Catch the ball. Boom. First edge rusher comes. Give him that. Uh, that you uh, juked uh, him? As I juked him. Uh, uh, he fell. Mm. What I didn't know at that moment was that he took my MCL with him. Child. So after I did, eh, eh, I went to explode and there was no more ants left. I started running and my leg immediately gave out. <laughs> they like, they looking at me like, Coach Devine, what happened? I said, stop, stop, stop. It's too much. Let's go back to the huddle. Go back to the huddle. <laughs> I immediately called in the other quarterback, uh-huh. which is a 12-year-old kid. And I said, yo, run this play. A 12-year-old So kid. I'm standing on the side, right? So then Jackson comes over. Say, Dad, you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, why? He goes... Your knee is swollen. Ooh. My knee is swollen up mad big. I was on like, the nah. Spot? On the spot? I started swelling up on the spot. Damn. So I was a little bit nervous, but I can't show the nerves to the kids. hmm hmm So go home that night, get in the cold tub, put some ice on my knee. At this point, my mind is still saying, you 25, Deval. You'll be all right. <laughs> but my body, when I woke up the next morning. Man. My knee was the size of a watermelon. Yeah, it sure was. And it's been that way since. It is now January, and my knee's still sore. I used to call you Wolverine because you used to heal fast. But, uh, you know, when you approach the top of the roller coaster and we about to fall down to the other side, baby, That's it no, takes you, a little longer. You don't got to describe You don't got to describe 40 <laughs> like that. You don't have to describe 40. This is very, very wrong. Okay, my knee is taking a lot longer to heal. It's I okay. am back now. You are back. I am back now, but I will say though, for all of the end of 2023, man, I was limping, bro. I ain't never experienced this in my life ever, <laughs> ever, son. My knee was jacked up. It's all right. Mind and my over body matter. was saying, "Welcome to 40." Mm. Karaoke. Yeah, you got something for us today? I'm gonna take it back to the old school. Ooh, how old? Is it 40 years old? Oh, the, song? It, the, the song may be 40. Matter of fact, <laughs> this song is older than 40. Song? Oh, is it? Ha! I feel good. Get it. I knew that I wouldn't. In your red underarm. I feel good. 
You know that I would So good So good I got you It's the moves for me My knee really just got sore again just doing that Be careful now It's the under armor with the shorts for me today The get up Let me tell you something The get up is cute Earlier y'all heard me telling cute little get up Telling them don't let K Don't let them shame K into putting on makeup I don't give a shit no more That's I'm at 40 I'm putting y'all I'm doing this In exactly what I was gonna wear today Cause I was about to go to the gym Mm-hmm. Had to come and do the podcast. Yeah, I'm not putting on no clothes. K rubbing my knee. Mm-hmm. Go Make ahead, sure baby. you know. Ahead, Make baby. sure you're all right. I'm good. You know what I'm Keep rubbing my knee. <laughs> go ahead. You have <laughs> to right, stop me, this podcast. Let me go. Let's go. Let's go pay some bills. Take a break. Let me get a little knee rub, and then we'll come back. Yeah, and we'll talk about your approach. The downward slope. It's not a downward approach. <laughs> Why you gotta do that? It's baby, not. I'm over here. I'm over here. Get off my knee. <laughs> get off my knee. Go pay bills. Like, we'll, right, be go we'll be back. We'll be back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, you're, you're like that whole story time 
was hilarious to me. Because you still to this day challenge all these kids, but I will give they you your flowers. They challenge me. I don't challenge them. They challenge that me. That is true. But I will get you. You be holding your own against these little young bucks, okay? You have for years, for years. What what made it different this time around, though? You probably didn't even warm up or anything. I didn't warm up. Didn't have on the, the proper right shoes. footwear. Yes, I didn't. It was a little rainy, so the you know. The turf was a little bit slippery. It was a lot of things, a lot of elements. <laughs> a lot of variables. <laughs> a lot of variables that added to the fact that I, I slightly tore my MCL mm-hmm. but or sprained my MCL. And it's that, the, the self-diagnosis too for me. When you've been an athlete, as long as I've been an athlete, mm-hmm. you understand what pain is and you know. And also studying exercise physiology, I know the body. So I was like, it's the inside of my knee. It only mm-hmm. hurts when I do this movement right here. I can still go up and down the stairs. I can still squat and run. It's just sore. Mm-hmm. When I do lateral movement, that's an MCL. I couldn't believe it when you hit me that day. I was out on the road and you uh, hit me with a, if you swing past a, a pharmacy or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> let me get a little Bengay, a little Icy High. I did not couple, say Bengay. Stop, couple, stop. See, uh, Yo, compression gentlemen, sleeves let me, let, from my knee. Gentlemen, let me so tell I y'all something. I came home with like four different compression. She's I'm capping. Just, she's capping. I never asked for Bengay or Icy High. <laughs> She's capping. But this More is the difference in when men become older More and women become older. When Kadeem was turning 40, did you hear how I was bigging her? Oh, baby, you look great. Da, da, da. I, I wanted to empower her to feel better. I'm turning 40. She lying. You need it, Bengay. You dying. It's a downward <laughs> slope. The roller coaster's off the track. Ah. Y'all hear I the difference? This is No, no, no. I'm glad y'all hear the difference in how I support her <laughs> and empower her and then what I get. So go ahead. We keep lying. We're going to get to that. Because keep lying I also, in your story. In, in talking about 40 keep for myself, lying. I talked about all the things that are on the downward tick keep for me. Lying. Okay. All I'm saying is that Keep I lying. couldn't believe it when you called me and I said I had to bring all the stops. The Ben Gay, the Icy Hot. I, I never asked for Ben Gay. You Stop didn't saying. ask for it, but at and least you didn't, I, I didn't know use it. I wanted you to didn't be bring prepared. I wanted to be prepared I asked you for a sleeve. <laughs> I asked you for a knee sleeve. So she went and got the copper fit. So now I'll put the copper fit I on. Did. And Jackson see the copper fit talking about some, oh, you got the Jerry Rice 2000 <laughs> on. That shit hurt my heart, bro. I said, the what? He said, you know, you got the Jerry oh Rice 2000 joint, the Jerry Rice Brett Favre joint that they be having in the commercials when they be on the farm playing it. I said, yo, <laughs> I know which commercial he's talking about too. Because I remember seeing them in that commercial and being like, those was my idols growing up for football. And now they out here playing on a farm with, with regular the, with dudes. With the sleeve With the on. sleeve and the back joint. Because J- Jerry had the back joint on well, for his lower back. I don't manifest the back joint for you and your lower back because we've been going to the chiropractor and we've been stretching. And we've been juicing and taking care of ourselves. Oh, gosh, so. I hear how Kay talking. We're not doing that. You talking like I'm 75 years old. We've we been, I've been taking you to the chiropractor. <laughs> we've been juicing and we've been doing uh, the drinking the turmeric and the, uh, the ginger have, shots in the morning. have we not been doing uh, that? Yes, but why you got to talk like this when you say not... it? Talking like a slave. We's, we's going to go get better today. <laughs> we's you coming up a pound for When did y'all hear me sound like that? Rewind the tape. I did not sound like that. See how she make fun of me for turning 40? But when I'm she was turning 40, fun. I was like, you glamorous, baby. You look better than ever. And I think you look better than ever, too. But what Cap. we're going to talk about is, you know, your approach to 40, what that's looking like for you. And I just want to age gracefully with you. We're going to do this together being fly the entire way. From 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 to I 90. I can't imagine you talking about me turning Mad. 50 the way you turning talking about me turning 40. <laughs> I can't imagine what you're going to say then. It wasn't even just you. I said it in my podcast when I talked about turning I mean, no, 40. No, you didn't. I said no, you didn't. Didn't I talk about the roller coaster, y'all? Run the tape back. I talked about being at the top of the roller coaster and it's just like that slope down. I felt and like I said, 30. no, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Do not do that to <laughs> yourself. Your no, your there's no roller coaster. You're messing up my lipstick. Take my finger. Take your fingers off No roller coaster. We All still right. going no up, baby. No roller coaster. Yes. Damn, but you know what's even worse is this facts and stats that Triple put in here for you. Number one, heart disease is more prevalent in men over 40 and can be fatal. So you talk about the talk about 40. You talking about me feeling some, making you feel some kind of way. My Triple did this. Triple ain't Health. talk about death at all in yours. She talked about your libido. She talking about for me it's fatal. She talking about some at 40, no. your libido go up. For me, I'm going to die. Increased libido and weight gain, okay? <laughs> and hair loss. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> Definitely was experiencing that. Health professionals recommend that men over 40 take a conscious or make a conscious effort to engage in stress reduction and management practices to improve their heart health. 
baby. So my increased libido will help with your stress decrease. That's what I'm talking about. Now we get into now, the root now, of the okay, problem. This is this is Ellis math. This, right? this, this ain't is Ellis math. Girl math. This, this is boy math. No, this is what this Tribble is, said that that stress tr- reduction and management practices need to improve in I order agree. for my heart health to maintain the standard. Right. So with my increased libido mm-hmm. and your stress decrease by way of that mm-hmm. via. <laughs> I should be living a lot longer Listen huh? baby We're going to be living forever At this rate You mm. know what I'm saying Testosterone decreases mm. About 1% every year After the age of 40 50% of men Ages 40 to 49 Experience occasional Sexual dysfunction Because of this You know why Not DeVal <laughs> Ever in life I don't ever think I'll ever see a decrease In your testosterone No You know why Why Because I work out every day That's every why I got on these red tights Every day And here's Gentlemen I don't just do I'd be tired, y'all. <laughs> I don't do industry-friendly workouts. When what do you I mean say industry-friendly industry friendly workouts, are workouts that you'll see, like go to the gym and do this to you know stay in shape, which is get on the treadmill for an hour. Mm. Those workouts do not increase your testosterone. You know what? Workouts increase your testosterone. Pumping all your this is a head. scientific. <laughs> this is a scientific fact. When you squat, when you deadlift. Have move heavy weight. Mm-hmm. That's a boost to your testosterone because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of your testosterone to push that heavy weight. So men who continue to deadlift, squat, do explosive movements, sprints, continue to keep their testosterone high because you need testosterone to rejuvenate mm-hmm. those muscles that are being broken down. A lot of men, when they turn 30, like, oh, I can't do these exercises no more because I'm going to get old. So they stop doing those movements. They stop deadlifting. Mm-hmm. They stop squatting. They stop bench pressing. They stop doing muscle ups. They stop doing all of the things that young men do. And in turn, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I you see. turned yourself into an old man by stop doing what young men do. So because I squat and deadlift, can that be the testosterone production that's giving me these chin hairs? <laughs> I and don't, making this mustache so stubborn to get lasered away, y'all. Is it the testosterone in women too? I don't think it works like that. <laughs> There's a ton of testosterone that's already in my body that right, continues right, right. to increase. It doesn't work that way for women. <laughs> and I'm not even going to joke about that because women used to think like if I lift weights... I'm going to look like a man. Right, no, no, you won't. You won't. You won't. Because Kay lifts all the time. Mm-hmm. Heavy lifts too. all the time. Heavy weights. Particularly on the, yeah. the lowers. But no, um, in all honesty, yeah. though, I continue to live like I'm 25. Yeah. So that I can keep my testosterone high. Because not only do I want to be here for you sexually, and I know that that becomes an issue for people in this age range. Mm-hmm. Man turns 40, his libido starts to drop. Woman right. turns 40, her libido goes up. And I was like, yo... What you doing? Like, you've been chasing me all these years, and now I'm chasing you. And dudes are like, I don't know how to keep up. The way you can keep up, number one, continue to lift weights and do sprints. Don't go to the gym and just get on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Go go there. Just like walk or leisurely walk. Yeah. And walking can be part of your workout. For example, I walk for 30 minutes before I start my workout. Mm -hmm. I get my heart flowing, I get the blood pumping, I get my legs warmed up. Then after I walk, I lift my heavy weights. After I'm done lifting my heavy weights, I sprint for like 10 minutes. Mm hmm. 10 seconds on, 50 seconds off, high incline. I go as hard as I can, only for 10 reps. And that just keeps my body like moving, like sh- rejuvenates I've it. I've heard of like that chain reaction that um, some men do experience when you have chronic ailments and diseases, for example, like high blood pressure. So it's like a, almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're going to be dealing with high blood pressure issues, which is probably a result of not working out the way you used to or might have when you were younger, mm-hmm. then having to get on medication for that, that then- yep causes erectile dysfunction or any other kind of disease. And then men are inclined to not take those medications because it then interferes with their sex life. So really just trying to maintain that healthy lifestyle going into your 40s is what's most important. I'm glad you brought that up because that is actually a real thing. Mm -hmm. Most men fear going to the doctor because the doctor is going to put them on medication. Mm -hmm. That medication will then prevent them from being able to do the one thing that they want to do, which is be intimate with their partner. Yeah. So they say, fuck it, I'm not going to the doctor. And I'll just ignore it. And I've lost family members that way. I've lost close people to me in their 50s who went to sleep one night, woke up, went to sleep one night and And never woke up. up, And then you asked their wife and the wife was like, he had the medication, all the medications in there and he didn't want to take it. And that comes from heart disease. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is not getting to that point. Right. Right. Another thing that Kay and I have been talking about a lot recently, uh, which is funny because I went today. Is juicing. Mm-hmm. Juicing. 
There's so many healing factors in natural fruits and vegetables that I think it's come to a point now where we have to start stop ignoring the fact that the foods that we eat, even if it's organic, mm-hmm. is not healthy for us. Nope. My dream is to like leave here and go on an island and just have a big farm and do everything I'm on my you. own. I'm with you. Because it's ridiculous. And it's funny because one of the facts that we kind of kind of spoke into men are less likely than women to go to the doctor every year after age 40 men have seen an increase in diabetes and high cholesterol so it's important to get that yearly blood work you're and actually going to go soon for yeah, yours. you're on top of me with that stuff yeah. because my mind typically doesn't go there but like you discussed before every year you go get your pap smear and pap smear now you have to go get a mammogram you're really on top of your health and you make sure that it's important to me to stay on top of my health. Oh, yeah. I like to be proactive instead of reactive. I don't ever want to go to the doctor and hear I have a problem and try mm-hmm. to fix it. Mm-hmm. So over the past year, oh, man, it's going to hurt me so much because y'all know. What? I've cut eating beef. <laughs> I thought he was really going to have an emotional moment. I'm, I was like, wait, what? I'm a southern boy. <laughs> I cut pork. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York. It's been seven months. I haven't had a big and of cheese. No, you're for real. You haven't, though. <laughs> Dead ass, y'all. And as, and since I learned about my egg allergy, like, I haven't been having eggs. So the bacon, egg, and cheese, like. I haven't had a bacon, egg, and cheese in, like, seven months. With the Bev. With, oh, the, with bev. the Bev. You know what I've been eating in the morning? Acai bowls. <laughs> Yo, Deval, literally every morning, I'm like, babe, what do you want to have for breakfast? I'm so used to getting in the kitchen and frying up some bacon and eggs and all that. Acai bowls, y'all. Here's the worst With part. granola and vegetables. I mean, oh, fruits. Granola. My street. My street rep is just going down. I really <laughs> be like, let me, get a, leave Brooklyn? let me get an acai bowl with spinach and granola. And enjoying it. Enjoying it. I feel it. good, y'all. I feel really good. <laughs> It's so sad. Don't it's be so sad. Bad. Be happy that you're feeling good, that you're feeling better. It's even a thing where the boys are now, like Jackson was just eating an acai bowl for breakfast. Yes. Like Here, what? Here's 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 the truth. It's it's the kids see it. Without joking, because I like to entertain and make people laugh. Mm-hmm. But here's the truth. You know how we say things are hereditary? Yeah. You know runs what's in her- the family. You know, runs in the family. Yeah. You know, oh, well, it's in your blood. It's going to happen. Yeah. No, you know what's hereditary? Watching your parents do stuff and repeating the behavior. That's a fact. I told the boys two weeks ago, we have a new motto, the new Ellis motto, right? We won't always do what we want because we will always do what we have to. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what you mean? I said, guys, you are young men. You're boys now, but you're young men. As young men, you have to understand that in life... You will not always be able to do what you want to do because you are required to do what you have to do. And sometimes what you have to do doesn't fall in line with what you want to do. do. Mm -hmm. And you have to get used to doing that. And I told him right before we were eating dinner, I said, look, that broccoli not going to taste like them cookies. Mm -hmm. Spinach is a superfood. Daddy loves spinach. It's not going to taste like the candy that you eat, but I have to eat it. Y'all want me to be here for y'all, right? And they were looking at me like, yeah. Yeah, especially Cairo. Cairo, Cairo was, was locked in. He was like, what I got to do? Because he's my one kid whenever I yes. saute spinach. That poor baby be gagging yes. like a motherfucker. He because hates he hates the, he hates I think it. it's a texture thing for him. So what I ended up doing with Cairo instead is that I, I give it to him raw. Like mm. just straight out of the package, you mm. know, wash it. Pause. And <laughs> Don't ever give anything to my son raw. Okay. How about that? Aggie. How about that? You're so annoying. <laughs> um, but I give it to him that way because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, at least he can still say, yo, you're still getting your spinach in, right? But we yeah. can make it different ways, right? So, yeah. And cool. ever since then, Jackson, Cairo, Kaz, they just like. Bought in. They bought in. Like they go to the pantry, they look for something and they're like, dad, there's no, there's nothing in here to eat to snack on. But you started buying the seaweed chips, which mm-hmm. Jackson started to love. Mm-hmm. My kids love Oreos because I love Oreos and we stopped buying Oreos Mm -hmm. and they don't complain. Like they just, Jackson just said to me, he's like, dad, you bought the turmeric shots, the ginger shots and the wheatgrass shots. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to take one every morning. Yeah. I just went ahead and bought a a mastifying juicer just for that purpose, like to juice ginger and all that. And I'm excited about it. As much as this has been about me for myself being better going into 40, I can't help but look at my sons. 
and say they're going to be 40-year-old men at one point, Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. And I want, when they are 40-year-old men, to look back and say, my mom and dad prepared me for this moment. So my body is intact Mm -hmm. to take on whatever new ailments may come after 40 years of life. But also, too, I feel good that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that we are not a liability to our children when they're older. Hell yeah. Think about how many people have to sacrifice and do all the things for their parents in an older age because they didn't take care of themselves. That is a fact. When they could. So now you have parents who are battling with all these different ailments and chronic diseases that maybe could have been avoided, you know, had they taken a little bit more time and diabetes and effort in my family. Yeah. To take care of themselves. And granted, we have more resources now, more knowledge now than our yeah. families, you know, generations before us did. But just a little bit like getting up and getting on that treadmill, like doing what you have to yeah. do, getting out and just walking for 20 minutes yeah. a day or, you know, eliminating something out of your diet. Like, I don't want to be a liability to my children and when won't be I'm older. Because we've we've changed our lifestyle. Like, for me in particular, I'm not going a day without work, working out. And when I say working out, that is at least a 20-minute walk. Mm-hmm. That, to me, it classifies as a workout for the day. Mm-hmm. There's never a day you're going to see DeVal. That's why y'all always see me in tights or shorts why you always see Kadeen and tights yep. and sports bras because look at some at point, some point you gotta get on that treadmill if mm-hmm. it's not nice outside get on that treadmill and do 20 minutes it just mm-hmm. keeps your heart going keeps your legs your posture your core yep you know get your mind free that was me last you know? night i felt a little sniffle coming on i was like oh no you went got in the sauna i got, I got yeah. in the sauna getting the, the, the treadmill for 30 minutes walked sweat let everything run out and then this morning i was like ginger shot Good to go. And not for nothing, the oxytocin that's released when you work out, mm-hmm. you just feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, after I get my 20 minutes in, I'm, okay, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. First thing ready in the morning, wake the up, let me walk on my off days. But on my on days, I'm going to walk, lift, run. And then after that, I'm, I feel good. I'm ready to attack the day. My mind is free. Yeah, um, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about where we are going. You just turned 40, me turning 40. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it's about preparing our our children, mm-hmm. you know, because life now doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me if it's not preparing for my wife and my kids. That's a fact. Is so there anything that I'm... you learned about yourself in your 30s? Or is there like a, a big way that you want to end your 30s? Man, there's a lot I learned in my 30s. Um, I had made this, re- I not, not made this reality, but I had really thought about this. From 15 to 20, mm-hmm. you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. From 20 to 25, you know you know everything. From 25 to 30, you realize that you didn't know shit the whole time. And then in your 30s, you're trying to fix all of the stuff you did wrong mm-hmm. in your 20s. And I feel like that's what my 30s has been. Mm. Um, I've just been trying to correct. I don't want to say all of my wrongs, but you get blinded in your 20s when you have success early. And being a Division One athlete and going to the NFL and having success early in my 20s, I felt like I had the world figured out. Mm-hmm. So you go back and you listen to interviews of yourself. You watch videos of yourself. You think about the things you've done. You're like, man, I really didn't know I had anything figured out. <laughs> right. But I thought I did. Right. So during my 30s, I've just been trying to correct that to prepare for my 40s. But I've also realized that all the things that I thought mattered didn't matter materialistic things, people's opinions of me, um, Mm -hmm. my opinions of other people, Mm -hmm. my judgment of other people, Mm. my mindset and the things I thought about life. It's just, I just learned so much more about not being so closed-minded and finite Mm -hmm. about what I think is black and white. Yeah. I've learned to just be open to listening, you know, be open to learning. I can see that. And I'm I'm happy you acknowledge that too, because you've gotten feedback the same way I have from Mm -hmm. like, family members, people close to us who mm. we thought whatever they were doing in that moment, no, you should do it this way. Right. Like, you know that your way was going to be the right way. Yep. And I think now you've just been like, listen, I have four children. Those are my only children. Everybody else, mm-hmm. y'all can do whatever it is that y'all want to do because my focus is these four boys. Everybody else, they're adults. They're going to figure it out in their own yeah. due time. Um, so I like that you've done that because I feel like that relieves some portions of stress that you might oh, no. have had I was worrying gonna, about other people I was definitely and their gonna, well-being. I was definitely going to say that. Like, 
a lot of my stress in my 20s was thinking that I knew everything and I could fix everybody mm-hmm. and trying my hardest to make you do it like this, do it right. like that. So they could see. You right. wanted them to see. And realizing in, in my 30s that you can't fix everybody. So since you can't fix everybody the same way you couldn't be fixed, it takes a lot of self-reflection for someone else to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. So give people time and grace. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing I'll say. I don't stress as much because I'm like, whether it's our brothers and sisters, our parents, mm-hmm. our aunts and uncles, grandparents, all of these people that we feel like we figured out a way and they should do it our way. Mm-hmm. I've learned to let them live their life the way that they want to live their life and support them in, in whatever way they can. Right. But not only our family and friends, just people out in the street, you know? Back in the day, and I say back in the day when I was 20s, but it really wasn't that far. <laughs> right. People would ask me for advice and I would tell them, you got to do it this way because this is the way it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like they ask me for advice and I'm open about saying I, I don't know how to give you advice about your life. Mm-hmm. I can share with you what I've done. And if you want to do it that way, then go ahead. If you look at what I've done and you say, hell no, I don't want to do that. I'm cool with that too because it's not. it might not work for you. Right. But that's been able to give me some peace in life and not be stressed about doing things one way and, and trying to be perfect because yeah. there is no perfect, you know? Yeah. What do you think you have left to learn? I think I have a lot left to learn. I honestly feel like I was walking through the world with blinders on for the first 30 years of life, mm. right? I was talking to Josh about this last night. If you really think about what we learn and what we know, everything we've learned, we learn through entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So think about this. Uh, Josh was taking a class on directing, and they talked about how we learn everything about life through the male gaze mm. because over 90% of productions are with male directors, male, male producers. Yeah. So when we see anything, when we see a woman, we see it through the male gaze. Mm. When we see a man, we see a man through the male gaze. What that realization made me realize is that I've learned about the world through someone else's perspective. Mm. You know? Everything I know or thought about life, it was either through entertainment or through news. Mm-hmm. But that's also just one perspective. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have so much more to learn about the world, which makes me feel that much smaller, but also makes me feel like that less of an expert. Mm. Even when it comes to relationships, right? People's like, oh, y'all are relationship goals. And this. I honestly feel like, no, the hell we are not. I don't feel like... You can look at one person for anything and say that that person knows everything about anything. I want to learn from as many people now. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, part of me is wanting to sit down amongst a bunch of people and just listen. You know, it's funny you, know? you say that because I struggle with just even thinking about me turning 40 and all that. On this topic, wanting to learn from others. Mm-hmm. It can be so convoluted now. Just thinking about social media, like you can literally pick up your phone and like search for anything or go into a rabbit yeah. hole of things you want to learn about. But that's always yeah. going to be through somebody else's perspective. Absolutely. So I feel like in our 40s or in my 40s, at least, I'm selective about who I want in my presence, who I want in my space. Absolutely. And curating experiences where I can learn from people purposefully and Absolutely. not by force. Absolutely. Through social media or mm-hmm. things that are just fed to me through my phone. And that's why I think I've put my phone down a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Because then you just get into a rabbit hole of everybody else's ideas about what you should think about certain things. And I just, it's noise at this point. It's noise. Okay, I, I kid you not. I'm now understanding why my grandparents called the TV the idiot box. Mm-hmm. Why my parents called the phone an idiot box, mm-hmm. and then why we're going to be calling whatever it is that the Oculus, whatever new technology right. is, the idiot box. Yeah, because what it's doing is feeding you all the information that they want you to have, mm-hmm. and but now it's allowing even young kids to curate their own experience, so they only will follow who they want to follow. Right, and so that's their they, world, and that's and that's all they see. Mm-hmm. The minute they look up and they they put their their phone like this. They're just being fed information and they're taking it all as truth. And I'm realizing now that I did the same thing through the television from mm-hmm. the time I was young. Yeah. So it's, it's about unlearning everything I know about life now and trying to relearn it. So I think in my 30s, I took a lot of time to like self-reflect. And that's why when you hear me talk a lot, I talk about the mistakes I made. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the things I wish I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Not so much because... I want to seem like I'm the perfect person that, no, I really feel like that. Like, damn, man, what if I just 
unlearn this stuff and now with a different perspective on life let's take in more information i want mm -hmm. more people to do that too i think that's dope anything you dread about aging dread about aging man I, man the only thing i dread about aging is losing time with my sons yeah like the time i have with them now think about jackson jackson is 12 i have six years left with jackson living in this house and then he's going to be mm -hmm. college and we are empowering our children to go out in the world and not need us mm -hmm. so there's a good chance just like me once he turns 18 and he goes to college, he may never live back in our house. That's I never lived back with my parents after that. You didn't. And my brother never lived back with my parents. We did everything together when he graduated college and then he went and got his own spot. But mm -hmm. when I think about that, it's like, man, I've already spent 66% of the time I'm going to spend with Jackson in his house. Yeah. Six years left and then he's gone. That's and why it's I like, really just be trying to soak up these moments mm -hmm. now, especially and when I talked about 40 and just really making sure that I'm invested in the spaces that I need to be. Yeah. And we talked about just even pulling back from like our social media presence just to be present, present. It's really, really, I, I share the same sentiment with you. Yeah. Just like time run, not running out per se, but the mean. time that we have with them in this space. Because I think about our, my life at 40, I've only was, on, I was under my parents' wings, you know, for lack of a better word, until I was about 17, then I was in college. Mm -hmm. It's only 17 out of my 40 years of life. I know. You spent more time with me with you. than you spent with your parents. Yeah, yeah. What are you enjoying about aging? Information. I love learning. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly feel like I can slow down the aging process by treating my body the right way. Mm -hmm. What we consider to be good for us mm -hmm. turns out not to be good for us. Team no sleep, not good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, YOLO, I'm going to eat and drink whatever uh -huh, I want because you only live once. That's not good for us. Nope. So I've learned to adapt different um, mantras uh -huh. in a different lifestyle. I'm going to sleep when I get a chance to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to eat better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to refrain from taking medications that dull or numb the pain just to get by mm -hmm. and really find a solution to what it is mm -hmm. so that I can maintain this body that I only have one of for as long as I can. Right. You know, I feel like I can stay at this version of myself for another 30 years. I honestly feel like that. I've, I've been doing a lot of research and reading and understanding that if you constantly move, if you eat right, if you sleep, mm -hmm. if you don't put toxins in your body, you can stay at your peak version of yourself for three decades. Mm -hmm. Like there's proven, there's, there are facts. There are men and women who've done it. There are men and women in other countries and different cultures who are 70 who still move like us. Yeah. That's the aim, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's just, I, I'm looking forward to defying the odds. Yeah. I'm spending as much time as I can with my family, but also continuing to learn the world. Mm -hmm. Like the world that we see through our gaze and through entertainment and through whatever else we look at is not the real world. Mm -hmm. The real world is the world that exists between when you leave your house to get to work and come back. Right. Because those are the people, those are the things you see every single day. Right. And also travel. You know? Finding new places yes. and learning new cultures and new customs. And I can't wait to travel. More of that. I want to do a lot more traveling. More traveling with you and with the boys. Yes. Making little global citizens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so your perfect 40th birthday scenario. So your birthday, just to give people context, for the past at least five years, have gone to shit because of something interfering yes. with plans. For example... I had a huge birthday trip planned for you to Jamaica. Or and, that was last year. Uh, no, that wasn't last year. We had we got COVID that year and couldn't go. That was twenty twenty maybe twenty 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 one. We moved here. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. So that was that. Um, a couple other times you've had either to work to film big That'll auditions, callbacks. Yes. Okay. Yes, your birthday happens to fall around the time when a lot of things get filmed. Yes. However. Now that I'm kind of waiting to see what I can plan according to your film schedule, because we're always going to manifest work and Absolutely. all those good things. Um, but I feel badly that it's taken away from your birthday experiences for the past right. couple of years. If you had your dream 40th birthday extravaganza, what would that look like for you? My dream birthday extravaganza would, I would be working, but they would know that April 2nd to April 10th, is the time that I need off. Mm -hmm. So of course I would be working on a project because I want to be able to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. But from that time of April 2nd to April 10th, which is about nine days, mm -hmm. well, eight days, we would travel to Egypt. 
We will be able to see the pyramids. We will be able to see something that we haven't been able to see that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. We will take the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we would explore. We would travel. We would come back. We would celebrate Jackson's birthday because Jackson's turns 13, 13 this year. y'all. Oh, my god! So it would be a collective birthday experience. Ooh. And I would just get back to work. Yeah. Like the perfect experience would be me sharing something with my family that I've never experienced before, but still working. I wouldn't say that. I, I want to work. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to continue to push the needle forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I would do. But I want I want to travel with you guys. Oh, yeah. that's exactly what we want to do with you, child. So we waiting to see. Because we had Egypt booked a couple years back. I think it was your 35th, 35th. birthday. We actually had a couple people coming ago. along with us, and we had to cancel that trip for work also. So we'll see. Maybe the good Lord will make a way that we can do both, that you'll be working. I'm manifesting it. Booking a feature film, leading male type vibes. Let's go. That's the You know plan. what I'm saying? 2024 is is... Saying, looking like it's going to be an amazing year. And yes. I'm excited to spend another birthday with you that's coming up April 2nd, y'all. My Aries baby over here. I can't wait to see what this next decade has for both of us as a unit and also individually. So, <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills and we're going to get back with listener letters. So stick around. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages, so no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All righty then. I will jump in and do the first one. Hey, Ellis family. Just want to start by saying I love you. Thank you. Love you back. This podcast gets me through my in-office days, long driving commutes, plane rides, you name it. LOL. <laughs> I love that. There's something so soothing and inviting about you too. Thank you. See, another reason why people be trying to get us to stay on this podcast. <laughs> I was telling y'all I was about to be done and now y'all make me want to stay. All right. Um, and as a Bronx girly, I'll always be here for a good New York love story. You yeah. won't hold the whole Bronx thing against you being Brooklyn heads, but hey, New York forever. Thanks. I've been with my boyfriend for four years. We have a beautiful daughter together. We met a min- at a minimum wage job where we were both working at the time. Since then, I've moved up significantly career-wise and have secured myself financially. He has too, but it took for me to really push him to actually apply for him to find something else. I have a settlement coming, which I want to use to invest and move our financial situation forward. Mm-hmm. I would really like to involve him and run this business together. My dilemma is he takes a backseat when it comes to running the household. He'll give me all his money if I ask for it, but he doesn't really take charge or give any input. He just says, I'll do whatever you need. I'm afraid that if I involve him, I might end up carrying the financial and daily upkeep of the business by myself and resent him for it. He is so selfless, a great father, and he works daily to be a better boyfriend. I really don't want to make the wrong decision here. Should I involve him or just leave him out of it? What do you think from a business standpoint? I I think that this is a perfect example of every man isn't made to lead the house. Mm. He doesn't want to lead the way she wants him to lead, but he's willing to give her all the money and say, yo, whatever you want to do, I'll be of support. That's mm-hmm. a different type of leadership. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Sense, a different type of leadership. So he's like essentially empowering her to make the moves. Whatever it is you want to do, I'm in support. She yeah. says it here. He'll give me all of his money. He just says, whatever you want to do, I'll be in support. And he's a great father. Mm. Why wouldn't you want that as a teammate? Mm. She wants him to be the one to go out there, find the business, run the business. That's not what he wants to do. But if she's good at that, there's nothing wrong with her handling that aspect of it, using his finances to help support the business in whatever way she needs help. Mm-hmm. He's willing to be a support. So why not do it? I don't even think you know of it that saying? way because I can't even think of a couple that comes to mind who we know where the man has been a provider. Yes. You know, done everything that he's needed to do financially to make sure the family was okay. Yes. And the wife, I think, wanted to see more of an assertion in him that she didn't see right. because she felt like that would make him more of the leader of the household when right. really he was helping her to do the things that they wanted, wanted to do, do yeah. and she wanted to do right. by just being able to provide financially. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to be the creative mind or not, not everybody's an entrepreneur. the business person. Right. Some he, people are if just he's a worker, worker Yeah, if he's a worker bee and he brings in good money, let him support you in that way. There's nothing wrong with with being supportive in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think there's anything wrong with this formula. I think it could actually work. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if mm-hmm. she's an entrepreneurial entrepreneur, she has the spirit. She knows how to run and build businesses. Mm-hmm. Most of those people who have those type of um, attributes struggle because they don't have capital. Mm-hmm. I got everything I need, but I don't have capital. Well, True. now you have a partner who has capital, yes. who's willing to give you what you need, and you're good at that. Then y'all do that together. Right. Like your your version of what love or what a family looks like doesn't have to mimic or mirror what you think you see from other people. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I always say, when people say, oh, y'all are relationship goals, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want her and her mind to feel like, well, Deval is an entrepreneurial mind, but he's the one who goes out and do it, so a man is supposed to do that. No, yeah. there is no gender-specific role in a relationship that's that's required in order for it to be successful. Whoever's the more successful person at that, do that, and you find a teammate who can do something else. Literally us. And it works. Literally right? us. Think about it. You always come to me, babe. I think we can do. You even just came back from the juice spot and was like, babe, mm-hmm. I think we can do. And I'm just like, all right, well, what do we got to do to do it? What do we got to do? That's it. So then tell me what I need to do. And then I get on the administrative side of things and mm-hmm. I start to look things up and research and organize. And it's That's like it. the perfect marriage in that sense when it comes to business. But mm-hmm. I think she should also be vocal about this with him and say, hey, all right, babe, if you're going to be bringing home the bacon pretty much mm-hmm. and letting me cook it up, fry it, do all different things with it. I'm going to need you to kind of pick up some of the slack at home because I may not be able to do the things around the house that I typically would do if I'm going to be doing the business stuff. And I think that's what she's fearing here, that she's going to have to run the household and the business and then be resentful. 
I don't know, because he he said she said that he says, I'll do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. She never said that he's not willing. She said, I'm afraid that if I involve him, I may end up carrying my financial and daily upkeep of the business. Now, if you're a business-minded person and you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to do that anyway. Right. Like, if it's your dream, if it's your vision, if it's your goal, you have to do that. No, I get that on the business side of things, but I'm saying... She doesn't want to also do that and then have to run the household stuff as well. So maybe their agreement will be if she's going to be focusing on the business and he's still going to work and contribute. Just the day-to-day things that they take care of in the household, maybe he will have to take over for yeah, a little she, bit But she never she said that, that that's a problem. She said that he is a great father. He's selfless. Mm-hmm. So she's never said that he, he... Her problem is, based on what I've read, mm-hmm. her only problem with him is that he's not a go-getter when it comes to finding opportunities and handling the business. She says here that he's willing to do whatever I need. He'll give me all his money. I hear that. But I was just speaking to my dilemma is he takes a backseat when it comes to running the household. So mm-hmm. I was just saying if that was a portion that she was worried about, just say, hey, babe, I know you're going to help me to execute this business by being a financial backing. But if I'm focusing on this, I'll just may need some more help around the household. That's yeah, all I'm saying. I got you. But she said he'll take a backseat. But she also said that he says, I'll do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. She sounds like she doesn't want to have to say it. She wants him to go and do it. Mm. No. If if this is something you need and require, speak on it. Mm-hmm. He, she never said that he he won't do it. He takes a back seat. Take a back seat. But I'll do whatever you need. I, I tell get Tell me it. what you need. It's, it's no different than us two. Like, you'll tell me, like, yeah, I may take a back seat in the business, but tell me what you want mm-hmm. get done, mm-hmm. and I'll do it. So even when it comes to, like, creating content, you like, I want to be talent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at that like, oh, she lazy. She don't want to do what I want to do. I'm looking at it as like, okay, she told me very clearly what she wants that's to do. That's all I was saying. Just and that's, communicate it. Right. Yeah. But, and, and what I'm saying is, is that him saying he'll take a back seat doesn't mean he's not willing to do it. Yeah. He's not coming up with the ideas. I think they have a formula that works. Can work, yeah. My only issue with what she's saying is that she expects that because he's the man, he's going to take the forefront. And what I'm saying is, is that doesn't have to be the case. Right. You know, Oprah has a Stedman. Mm-hmm. Stedman's like, I'll do whatever you need to support. Right. But Oprah is still the, she's the mastermind. Right. She's imagine the face, if Oprah, the face of, right. Yeah. Imagine if Oprah was like, you know, I'm going to wait until Stedman figures it out. Then we wouldn't have <laughs> half the shit that we have here. Right. right, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it has to be gender specific. You're, no, you're, you're of course a not. entrepreneur and no. he's a worker bee. Tell him, babe, that's what I need you to do. Pick up the kids, pick up our daughter right. these days. And that's how you involve him. Don't yeah. just leave him out of it altogether, but that's how you involve him in the business strategy and what the plan will be moving forward. So yeah. good luck to y'all. I love when people feel like they have something that they can really just run with and just grow their business and take that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit spirit, and actually apply it. So I think y'all have a good recipe here, sis. Good luck to you guys. I hope everything works out. And you're right. Involve him. Tell him exactly what you need from him mm-hmm. because he sounds like, based on what you wrote, right. he's that type of guy. I'll do that whatever do you it. need. Yeah. I think that's like, that's the perfect love language for me. It I'll is. do whatever you need, babe. That's right. amazing. All right. Number two. Hey, Devon Lincoln My name is K, pronounced K. <laughs> K A Y E. I wonder who else pronounced What did they say? Kaye? Kaye? But she, she says, my name is K, pronounced K. I'm, I'm pretty sure people be fucking her name up. <laughs> For sure. And I really love and adore you guys. I've been following your journey since 2019, and it is amazing to see how far you two and the family have come. Thank you so much. I remember rushing back to the dorm after classes in first year to watch your family videos on YouTube while I ate lunch. Those Aww. were some good times. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> they were some good times. Anyway, to give you some context, I am currently 22, a female, in my last year of university studying kinesiology and rehabilitation sciences. And writing you to writing you this letter at two o'clock in the morning because I am stuck in capital letters. For many years, I've been struggling with confidence. Growing up, it was hard making friends and never really around my crew until until grade eight at a small private school. Even in first year of uni, I spent most of my time in my room locked away when I didn't have class because I simply did not know how to open myself up around others without the fear of being disliked or judged. This is what we talked about early. When you when you become 40, you realize like that yeah. doesn't matter. But I get where she's coming from. As a 22-year-old, yeah. As a 22-year, absolutely. It even got to a point where I started to doubt myself, my skills, and my abilities, especially when applying for things. For my last year, I have the, I have the privilege to participate in a strength and conditioning practicum after building enough courage to apply at my school. I aspire to be a trainer, but I constantly feel behind. Looking at my classmates and some of the athletes I work with, it feels as though I don't know what I'm doing and often feel that I do not have what it takes to actually train. Furthermore, ooh, 
That just sounded like I am writing a paper. Yikes. <laughs> there is a large stigma on female trainers, especially in the sports industry. For example, my supervisor was one of three female strength and conditioning coaches at the university level across Canada. And Canada is not small, y'all. It may just be all in my head as I tend to overthink a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I really need to get a handle on this. I graduate in June and need to start practicing or preparing for that transition into the career aspect of life as I can't be a swim instructor forever. Two questions, Deval. What advice do you have for someone going into the training industry, especially in sports? Kadeen, what are some things you do to improve or maintain confidence in yourself? P.S. I really, 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 really. That's a lot of really, love you girls. guys. Every video I watch <laughs> puts a smile on my face, even as I am crying writing this. Aww. And one more thing, you see what I did there. Y'all really need to come to Toronto. <laughs> Shout out to Toronto. I yeah. was there last year shooting the film. Toronto. We were in Ottawa for a little bit. Canada. Yes. Girl, no one is going to be bought into the idea of you if you're not bought into the idea of you. Facts. You, like, I, I'm not sure what her background is, like growing up, how she was raised, yeah. and the lack of confidence and where that stems from. But if you approach anything with any sort of apprehension and people don't feel like you even believe in yourself, then why would they? It's true. Then why would they? You can speak more to the training aspect of things because you know what it's like for that being, I think, a male-dominant or driven industry. And it is. It um, is. Um, for the most part. I understand where she's coming from because she said there's a stigma around female trainers. Right. Number one is the idea that a female trainer can't get me to the level because they've never done this, which is absolutely false. Right. Right. Training is, is about two things. Number one, the most important thing is the science. If you know the science, you know how to get people better. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, mm -hmm. a dog. Mm -hmm. If you know how to get people better, people will come. Yes. The second part is interpersonal communication. Mm-hmm. You have to find ways to motivate people to do the things that they don't want to do because you as a trainer know that they have to do them. Right. And they can do it. And they can do it. Mm -hmm. So those are the two most important aspects. Your ability to motivate people into personal communication, mm -hmm. but also the science. Mm -hmm. And if you practice those two things, you'll be a great trainer. The best way to practice interpersonal communication skills is to interpersonally communicate. <laughs> right. Stop being afraid of people. One on one. You're yeah. in school. Right. Walk up to people. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Because one thing you're going to have to do as a, a trainer is sell. You have to yeah. sell yourself. You have to sell packages. You have to be willing to walk up to people in the most uncomfortable situations and say, hey, how are you doing? My name is Kay. Mm -hmm. You know, I've noticed that you were doing this uh, exercise a little bit wrong. You mind if I help you? Mm -hmm. Through that relationship, you build a rapport. Through that rapport, you sell them whatever it is that you want to sell them. Right. So it all starts with confidence in yourself. And like KK said over here, if you don't believe in you, who else is going to believe in you? It's true. There's people out here who are mediocre as fuck at a lot of things. <laughs> at a lot of things. They're just very average and very mediocre. But what sells them is their confidence and their ability for other people to buy into whatever it is that they are doing or selling or involved with. So you asked me specifically, what are some things that I do to improve or maintain my self-confidence? It's really doing the uncomfortable things over and over yep. again. You know, I started when I was about 10 or 11, getting in front of an audience, getting yeah. in front of people, like trying to be Pageants. outgoing. Pageants definitely yeah. helped because, you know, you put yourself up on a stage and you have to introduce yourself and talk to people and be scrutinized. Like that's a huge lens to be under at a, at a, at a young age, but it never stopped. I always felt uncomfortable. I always had moments where I was unsure of myself until I said, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this over and over and over again. So it starts with like DeVal said, Walking up to people, saying what's up. I think also the New Yorker in us gave us an advantage because think about all of the crazy shit that just happens on a random subway ride in New York. People just be you. out there doing stuff. But New Yorkers don't talk to each other. They walk right by people in New York. I wouldn't use New York as an example. No, the reason I say New York is because you're just so accustomed to people doing outlandish and weird things that if somebody does just come up and spark conversation with you, it's not off-putting. It's not off-putting because you're accustomed to that. Nah, some New Yorkers, it is off-putting. Like, why are you talking to me? Why are you, like, being on a train, someone goes, hey, how are you doing? They're looking at you like, why the fuck are you talking to me? I can see that southern, side of it. Yeah, Southern people, I can see that side of it. they right. have more of a, you know, Southern hospitality. Hey, how are you? Right. They look you in the eye when Maybe they talk. Maybe it's the Caribbean in me, too, because yes. we're used to, like, seeing people and saying hello. I think that's more Caribbean than, than the New, New Yorker. Because New Yorkers don't that's talk. That's true. That's true. What we I will do see say, outlandish shit, though. What I will <laughs> say, though, um, what you said about pageants is what I noticed too. Even when I, I did martial arts for five years from mm -hmm. nine to 14, 
before you went up to do a kata, right? You had to go in front of the crowd, in front of the judges, and say, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Deval Ellis from Modern Combat Systems. I'm about to perform my blue belt, da 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 With your permission, I may begin. Doing that over and over again and feeling confident to go up and say something and speak mm -hmm. gave me the confidence to then go perform my kata. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I think it's that part of the experience that people are forgetting. In this day and age, everybody do things through the phone. Yeah. No one walks up to anyone anymore. Even yeah. when I'm speaking to the boys mm -hmm. and I'm just like, hey, that's so-and-so. Go and say hello. Yeah. I watch how other people's children don't know how to speak. When You're I'm right. speaking to young kids or You're young right. people, and when I say kids, I'm saying kids like because 18 to 22. And she's 22, yeah. Right, she's 22. When yeah. I go to speak to these young kids sometimes, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I heard you. And they just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah. I, you actually hit the nail on the head, babe. That's what it is. That's It's this generation, like her mm -hmm. generation of 22 and 18 and, that just don't even know how to look somebody in the eye and yep. have a conversation and to speak up, <laughs> yep. you know? It's like a lost art form, the interpersonal communication side, communication side of things. It's really a, like a, becoming a lost art. But the thing is, it's, it's not a lost art amongst the entire world. Mm -hmm. It's this generation, especially Americans. Mm -hmm. Americans have become addicted to this cell phone. Mm -hmm. Think about how often we travel now and we go other places. We don't see everybody with their head down in the phone yeah. everywhere we go. Yeah. One thing in America, though, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's every every person is now stuck with their face in the phone. Mm-hmm. But, but when we travel to, we went to Italy mm -hmm. this past year. When we go to the islands, yep. Italy, people are France, a lot more warm right. when yeah. they they see you. And a lot more people sit down at dinner and they have conversations. And they're, mm -hmm. not, they're not in their phone with their head, you know, stuck. Yeah. So I think that that's the biggest thing with this generation, man. Get, put the phone down. Yeah. Get away from television. Go outside. Right. Speak to your neighbors. Right. You know, we've lived here for... Three years, three years now? Yeah. Three years now? Mm -hmm. There are certain neighbors that don't speak. Mm -hmm. They just don't speak. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. never been the case yeah. in the world. I knew who all my neighbors were growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, good luck to you, sis. I think you have pretty much all the tools with this desire and wanting to be better and wanting to be confident. You just have to go out and do it. There's no other way around it. There's no shortcut, right? Mm -mm. But good luck to you. Thank you for all the support that you've given us. Yes, ma'am. And we look forward to you growing into your greatness. Look at me sounding like a 40-year-old woman growing into your greatness. <laughs> all right, y'all. If you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, continue to write into us. Email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right, moment of truth time. We're talking about Deval's approach to 40, looking fine in the process. <laughs> I know my moment of truth for you as you approach 40. What's your moment It's just I want to continue to find ways to enrich your life as you approach a new decade. We've been together for two decades so far. Yeah. This being year 22 approaching for us. Woo! And I just want to give you your flowers and just say I just love having this front seat and just watching the man that you've evolved to be. You've been great since day one. I knew when uh, I met thanks. you after two weeks of knowing you. What you I want, baby? What you want, baby? I already know you want something. Did I love you. <laughs> Did I love you, boy? Um, but no, I'm 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 really looking forward to this ride now that I feel like we are we have a lot of things figured out. There's still more to be figured out, but yeah. just doing it with you makes life that much greater. So um, I'm here with you in whatever capacity you need to make sure that your 40s are the best decade yet. I love you. I love you too. You know that? I love you. Mom. I love you, little fine ass. <laughs> uh, my moment of truth is simple, man. I'm 40. That's it. Not yet. Not quite yet. I will be 40. But you're getting there. I'm embracing it. Yeah. Um, I asked that... You guys give me grace. Um, I'm looking back at what I've done through my 30s and through my 20s. Um, some things I like, some things I don't, but all things I've learned. And I know that when I turn 50, I'm going to look back at my 40s and say the same thing. And when I turn 60, I'm going to look back. Yeah. But I'm excited about that. Yeah. You know, I'm excited about evolving and learning and changing and growing and just being here. Yeah. With you, with the kids. I'm excited about life. I just love life. That's yeah. just what it is. I love life. And I love everybody who supports us. Mm -hmm. I even love everybody who don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just at the point in my life now where I'm 
All got, we have is love to I give y'all. I have his love for people, man. That's all I have is love for people. Take it, leave it. I cry a lot more now. Yes, you um, do. Me too. I used to be the big crier. Now it's you, kind of evolved. Yeah. I do cry a lot more now because um, I used to have that wall up of being tough yeah. and having to be a certain way because I thought that that's the only way you can exist in the world. As but now when man. stuff hit me, yeah, absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. as a black man, I always have my guard up. But now yeah. when stuff hit me, I let it hit me, man. I look at my kids sometimes and I just cry. And they were just crying for it. I'm just like, nah, I look at y'all growing and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm all A students, mm-hmm. all extremely respectful. Um, I'm just, I'm proud of everything you and I have built. Yes. I'm excited about my 40 years so far. I have no regrets. None. None. I have no regrets. Everything that has has happened to us, for us, I feel like it was purposeful. For sure. Yeah? For sure. That's it. It's a beauty to be able to look back every year. And I can't wait to do that when we're 90 and Facts. You know? Facts. All right, y'all. Be sure to follow us on Patreon if you are not subscribed yet. You got to jump on, man. All the exclusive footage that we have here from Deadass Podcast video content to Ellis Family content, you can find it right there on Patreon. So join us, tell a friend, and be sure to follow us on social media at Deadass the Podcast. I am Kadeen I am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Get your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship. And get them tickets to the Love Against the World Tour, baby. We are almost sold out. So That's don't miss it. it. Don't miss it. This is going to be our final tour for a while. We are going out with a bang. Baby. Y'all, I'm telling y'all what y'all see from us. Mm-hmm. Woo, y'all going to be like, Dana Melissa did that. I know. And people have been asking for like certain cities. Like, why haven't y'all come here, there, and there? We're going based on where they say podcasts have been successful and we can, you know, and really pull a crowd out. Because yep. Chicago, Detroit, man, we went up there to Detroit <laughs> last year in February and almost got snowed out. It was a blizzard. So Detroit, Yo. you know, I love y'all. Shout out to U of M. Yes. Uh, national championships for their football team. Shout out to the Detroit Lions. Won their first playoff game for the first time, I think, since 1991. That's insane. Detroit is popping right now. So you know, we would definitely come back. Detroit has a special place in our heart. And Chicago, that show was popping Hell yeah, that's how, we that was there. my favorite show so far. Absolutely. But Chicago in February is woo! <laughs> Maybe summertime. Summertime shot. Listen, just come summertime on over to shot. New York real quick. The Apollo is going to be iconic. Back. We'll see y'all there. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms.